You're listening to On Conversation, and I am the legend Keith Chandler. And on this episode, our third and Valentine's Day special, it'll just be me and Brad, because Joey is a good denizen of Valentine's Day. We are once again at the Stirred Up Coffee Shop in Emerald Isle, talking about the future of radio, podcasting, and social media to a certain degree. Once again, our music is brought to you by Odd Circles. The track is called Recluse, and you can find out more about them at sweetsoundsrecords.bandcamp.com. We should also go ahead and tell you that any and all views expressed on the On Conversation podcast are those solely exclusive to the people speaking on the On Conversation podcast and are not representative of the establishments of which we are loitering or any other persons, peoples, places, or things. Thanks so much and enjoy the show. Morning, everyone. I'm the legend Keith Chandler, and you're listening to On Conversation on this Valentine's Day in 2021. A rainy day to be certain. I am joined by my co-conspirator and colleague, Dr. Bradford Griggs, Vinnie University. Good morning, Dr. Griggs. Good morning, <laughs> Mr. Chandler. How are you doing? Oh, and by the way, we are also uh, taking up a little bit of space and stir it up coffee shop on the coast of North Carolina. Um, which is very, very, as Mr. Chandler mentioned, very, very, very wet. Um, we've had rain for about five or six days. So, again... And for five or six more to come, I believe. Yes. Very, very wet time. Uh, on conversation, the concept of this particular podcast came about... We just wanted to do a Seinfeld kind of podcast, one about nothing but about everything. So we are not going to limit ourselves to one topic, uh, like many podcasts are very specialized. This is a very generalized podcast, just kind of for our entertainment and maybe for some of you guys' entertainment as well. So... Don't expect us to be stuck on one. You might hear politics a, a few times. Then you might hear a few about music. Then you might hear one that's music, politics, and uh, architecture. Who knows? Because we will... The, the, the probably multifaceted ones you'll hear a lot more than a whole one that actually is on one topic, I would think. Don't you? Yes. Well, we wander, especially when Joey's here. Joey's not here because... He's being a good soldier in the fight for Valentine's Day. But when he's when he's here and it's you two, you guys go all over the place. Yes, well... I struggle to keep up and jockey to keep us somewhere on a straight line. Well, and we can, being that this is the, the third time we've gotten together um, to do this, I think we, we can... We can work out a format if 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 once we these these have not been published yet. So once they all go published and we get some feedback that people would rather us go more in depth into a topic, we could probably do that. One or the other. So this episode is the meta episode where we talk about how we're going to do the episode. Right. It is kind of. <laughs> well, I just want some. So the people that have listened to the first two of these, you're kind of getting a ramble on. If you listen to them, probably 
one after the other. Instead of taking a long space between them, you will see that they we do discuss more in-depth some of the similar topics we were talking about before. Right. And I think that's kind of natural for the way our conversation progresses anyway. So, uh, conversation is naturally circular. Right. Right. So is comedy. If you, if you bring it around full circle, the linear, uh, cause and effect kind of, uh, movement of Western philosophy or Western society comes from Western philosophy. Right. And so it, it definitely is not the way human beings tribally communicate. It is a construct that we've created, you know, to better understand the world. So, right. I mean, it's not a natural, a natural kind of thing. Well, so. I, well, I read an article. Why well, I say I read? I didn't read it. I read a headline. I try not to read too much articles anymore. Oops. There's my keys. News is too, too bummer for me. But um, Cuban, Mark Cuban says that. Um, podcasts are going to be the new everything visual and audio here pretty soon because that's just the way things go and then he said that the uh, audio actually was going to be uh, just as important as the visual because it'll be a larger market for people who uh, worry about physical appearance Right. So they'll have an audio platform and how you'll have to make the audio pretty much have to treat it now like a record, like making a record. You got to produce it. Right. It's got to sound good. You have to have, you know, music, music or do weird which we're things. working on our music. You'll get where we'll we'll work on our music. We'll probably come up with a little jingle eventually as we as we progress in this um, kind of journey that we're taking but i believe and i what i enjoy about podcasts more than anything is that they're mobile like i don't have to sit in front of a screen and look and watch two people discuss whatever i can i can uh you know i drive my car go to the grocery store like i and sometimes i hate this actually but my podcast player comes on automatically when I get in the car, Bluetooth. whatever the last podcast is, Apple, if you're listening, you can please put an on-off switch on that because <laughs> it drives me crazy. It'll restart a book that I've finished when I get in the car. It doesn't recognize that you finished it. No, it doesn't recognize that I finished it. Uh, now that's Audible. So it, it whatever the last thing you played, if I if the last thing I was playing was Spotify, it'll bring Spotify up. Hmm. You know, and that's fine because it's going on to the next song. See? But sometimes I don't want to listen to a podcast again. Like I'm done with that podcast or I just don't want to listen to that right then. Or I just want silence in the morning mm-hmm. when I'm getting in my car. I just want silence. I want the car to come on and shut the hell up. Yeah. I don't really listen to the radio anymore. I don't I don't do much on the way of podcasting either. Though, I will, oh, so, okay, so... I was watching, Samantha and I were watching a Joe Rogan with a guy named Michael Malice. Mm-hmm. I like this guy, Michael Malice. I like what he has to say. I don't agree with him Is all he the an time. artist? He's a, I think he's a political commentator. Okay. I think by There's trade. There's a ton of those. Right, he, yeah. He, he, he wrote a book on North Korea. He wrote a book called The New Right about the new right, I assume. He explains it in a, a previous book podcast to someone either Rogan or a guy Lex Friedman or 
I don't necessarily believe, I believe there's always been populism in the right ideology. There's always been part populism, part conservatism. Mm. And they kind of duke it out over the years. Um, Go back and forth, mm -hmm. yeah. But anyway, so this guy, he was, we, we, we were watching the podcast on YouTube, on TV the other night. And it was probably three hours. And I didn't want to watch all three hours. I guess that's part of the beauty of a podcast is you can break it up as you so see fit. Right. And we shut it off. We went to bed. We got back up the next day, went on about our business. I had a little time to kill, maybe 15, 20 minutes. I thought I'd turn it back on. And I couldn't find it on YouTube. They had taken the long form down, I assume. Maybe they only leave it up for just just two a couple of it, days, and then they put it on behind a paywall. Well, that or that would be smart. Well, Joe made that deal with Spotify. Oh, multi-million dollar deal with or, or million dollar deal with Spotify. So I, my thinking was, they probably for every new one they let it up for a couple of days, entice people, and then and then they pull it down, and then you have to get the audio on Spotify. But here's the comedy of it. You have to have premium Spotify to get the extra. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. But uh, so when I was running the radio station, I had Joey because Joey said he was going to come DJ for me, and not that I want to throw any shade on Joey, especially if he's not here. But in predictable. That's Joey, fine. Let, let's throw some shade on. Predictable Joey. Joey fashion, he never actually did physically show up to DJ for me, though he made a Spotify playlist and then he logged into Spotify on my computer. So yesterday, I went to go listen to this thing, and it linked me to Spotify, and it started playing it. And then it shut off immediately and started playing some music. So I shut it off and put Rogan back on, and I realized, I figured it out, they were listening to music at home because uh, I was on his account. Right. So every time he's started his music, I'm hearing it. And then I went and cut his music off to play this podcast, and then he'd stop it. So he's probably sitting at home going, son of a bitch, what's happening here? Oh, to be a fly on the wall, that would be hysterical. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he would not think that that's, <laughs> even though he's brilliant, he would not think that that's what that was. I've, I've considered trying to, like, mess with him, like, make playlists for him. Like, make romantic playlists in the insert, evening, yeah. make wild. And just insert yeah. stuff and go Or on. have some rap music playing and yeah. then throw in some crazy jazz in right. the center of it. And then he, he'd be like, what the He hell? doesn't like 90s rock. So I yeah. thought I'd try to like rework all his playlists yeah. with 90s rock songs. Yeah, with Poison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. But, that um, would certainly be funny. But no, I, I, so uh, with the whole idea of the podcasting thing, you know, so I don't listen to radio anymore. I don't, I don't like conservative radio i've never really have i have listened to it in the past i've not been so do you listen to podcasts at all while you're working like you said you don't no, really I, I just so it's I need either to, silence or music i need to give you some podcasts to listen to i think that'll open up i found that it gives my brain a lot of things to think about which i really like because my brain is is a sponge and mm. so it always wants to think about new stuff uh new exciting Concepts or what I think, my, you know, if people believe in that, you know, your sign, Gemini's are always jumping from one thing to another. And oh, yeah, that's man. kind of like, yeah. I'm, I'm the lily pad, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I, I, I think that, that having all these different podcasts, I can listen to them at the gym, I can listen to them wherever, you know, and I, they just, I feel like they, because they're such learned people, especially the people that um, do interviews with people, like mm. they bring on a Nobel Prize winning economists or journalists or whoever, 
And I feel like I've learned a lot about, I mean, basically it's like a lecture. You're listening to a lecture in some cases and some of those. Yeah. 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 And I think it's really made up the difference that the moderate and and um, liberal side really didn't have a format, and podcast has become that format. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I wonder too, though. I guess I worry because they didn't use talk radio, really. Right. Well, and so that was my thing. So I found out about NPR, which was my station of choice, specifically on the weekends because that's when they play the what I would call the fun programming. You know, right. car, car talk, wait, wait, don't tell me, the news, all that stuff, all the quizzes and game mm-hmm. shows and things like and that. And you love that stuff. I, that would yeah. drive me crazy. You know, I think it's fun, I, especially car talk. It's just, it's, but anyway, anyway. Uh, NPR is apparently vehemently against Part 15 radio and Part 15 broadcasters. So they would stand in opposition of what I was doing with Flytrap. Why? Because they feel that it pollutes or, or takes up the airwaves for important programming. And I guess because, I assume because they have to be public funded, that pirate radio to them, you know, you're, you're breaking the rules, you know, you got to pay two or whatever. And so when I read all that, and, and I, I confess I don't understand the entire thing, but when the parts that I read that I read, I thought, well, you know what? Fuck NPR. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm not going to go online yeah. and make a big protest and try to get some hashtag popular to bring them down because of some stupid thing. I'm just not going to pay much attention to them anymore. Well, that's, I would think that they would support something like that. That's people playing arts and music. And, and plus, talk it only goes like five blocks. Jesus. You right. know, it's not like it's, you know, and, and if you're streaming it online, then you're not taking up the airwaves and people can listen to it when they want to listen to it. Which would be no different than. And, and so that, that, that is one problem that I'm, I, now that we're doing this in this format versus the radio format, I have to struggle to think sometimes that, you know, this is really not that different, except for that, I guess, you know, radio being a continuous long form, whereas podcasting being episodic, but they're both at your fingertips. Right. I guess because I never had an app, maybe that's why people did not. So if you think of it as like, talk radio which basically it is but this it's not using a radio signal or a station it's using an app mm-hmm. which is the station right mm-hmm. i guess too and then when when we figure out the rss thing then you know, i mean that automatically pipes it to all the right all the platforms mm-hmm. so which is much different than a radio because your radio is the platform and then you have to sign up with a distributor or like a Whoever, and then they can put you out to like what's that um, live three sixty five or whatever radio sixty three sixty five or whatever that is, and then the other apps or Apple Radio or whatever. But that that takes money, whereas right. with podcasting, you just put it on a, and it, it's like a mm-hmm. you're not paying for that. So I don't know. It's different different format because of the music, the royalties, and stuff like that. Right, and because we own our own content, you know, it's it's not we're not having to so if I hum a song like I just hummed part of uh, the Stevie Nicks song that I was humming does that do you have to pay royalties for that no because in the first podcast I sang a few just a few verses while y'all were talking in the background Uh, I want to say there's a certain time length limit of only a couple of seconds 
we'll pick on the Eagles because number one, I hate the Eagles. I love the Eagles. And number two, so they pay a, a crew of seventy-something people. This is true. To skim all internet platforms for their music mm-hmm. and lobby to have it pulled down unless they get paid. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Eagles, man. These guys have more money than God. Yeah, yeah. And they pay seventy-five people. Mm-hmm. They want to pre- own their content to prevent other people from enjoying. Their I think music. they only own it for seven. Oh, it's seventy years after the death. Well, they're gonna the- they're gonna end up selling it off anyway, like Neil Young did. And um, did Neil Young sell his stuff? I can't believe Neil Young would sell his stuff. No, I thought he did. There was somebody else too recently that. Yeah, there was a big guy recently. Catalogs that, that, that you know, people are selling. Is it Dylan? Maybe it was Dylan. Yeah, maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. I can't imagine Neil Young selling his stuff. But so then I don't know. So anyway, in the with the idea of the headline, considering I never read the article, um, the thought that I had about with the podcasting was that you would have to make it. I don't know. As the way things progress, if you're doing a visual podcast, at some point it's not going to be just enough to have a group of people sitting around talking. It's going to have to be no, right? It'd have to be like a Monty Python, like interpolated with cartoons or or skits, right? Yeah, or um, visual effects, like you had talked about. Uh, mm-hmm. Who was it? You said had the green screen and did all the visual stuff in the background, right? 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 Um, and then if you're just doing audio, then that's why I say you have to treat it like a record. Like I'll have to start bringing a sampler in here and mixing in like delays, right? And reverbs. So that when someone makes a good point, it carries on, 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 on. No, don't do that. That'll be so freaking annoying. But or just we, like right we in the middle of the podcast, need... drop a fat beat. Yeah. Now that would be cool. We're just talking mid-sense and it stops and then just comes in with some good boom bat. <laughs> That'd be okay. That'd be okay. But uh, no delays or, you know, that kind of stuff. That'll get on people's nerves as they're listening. Experimental but pro- a, programming. But a drum roll or something probably wouldn't. You know, because they're used to that in talk shows, you well, know, whatever. like be, Johnny Carson, right? you know, where the, uh, or Dave Letterman, where the music, you know, kind of would come in and They'd then the music would right. go. Yeah. 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 yeah and that's not, and, but, but, and then we're getting more along the lines of radio, a, you know, mm-hmm. a produced program, not to say that podcasts aren't produced because they very much are, but like an actual produced program. Right. That's what we're, right. But I don't necessarily want it so produced that it's not kind of just a conversation. Does podcast save radio? Podcast is radio. Right. So I guess then radio transforms. It's the evolution of radio. Then. Because original radio, people were sitting in front of their thing listening to a story. So a lot of podcasts, and I have not gotten into those because I would rather hear, like, knowledge-based kind of podcasts than a story. Right. Um, Because if I'm going to do a story, I might as well listen to uh, Audible and listen to a whole book. Right. right, That's in a series. but. But I think some of the original podcasts, and, and, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but the original podcasts were serial stories. And they still are. Like, mm. you can get on them and you listen. You start at number one. Some of them are like ghost stories. Some right, of them carry are... carry on or episodic. Yeah, Sam yeah, likes um, yeah. My Favorite Murder, which is every, yeah. every one is a, you know, about different. I yeah. know it's a big thing for Jesse Ann. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay so then... So, that says something about them. So then so I, have, I, have, I have a multitude of questions with this. Uh... 
do you remember, did your parents ever listen to the radio dramas? Like a Shadow and um, the Westerns? They did and, when they were younger. Okay. Right. So I don't remember that. Playing along the idea of episodic or storytelling books. Right. Could you conceive of a future where that would bring back... Um, I want I want to say like mini drama or drama, but could you conceive of an idea of, let's say like um, go, going backward to go forward, like having um, I mean I know there are podcast stars now, but I'm thinking like take like a list actors, or whatever famous actors, right. and then they read, they all play the part and they read the book, and it's, and it's just the text, but each person plays. I think that already happens. Does it? Okay, mm. all right. See, this is my my ignorance to. Right. I'm not sure exactly where that happens other than in a Disney movie, but I I think I've heard of that, actually. And then I guess my secondary question to that is, would that bring back things like, because I like The Shadow, or even like Twilight Zone would have been cool on a radio. Right. Just because it's eerie. Well, also it's imagination, so. Right. So I'm, I'm wondering if that would ever be a popular format again, because you have, it's, so this is the thing that I have. It's already kind of a popular format, but not the reading to somebody is already a popular format. What you're saying is like the multiple characters. Right. Hmm. I don't know. Because like I, I have a bunch so. of old records of, you know, whatever TV programs or right. cult noirs or whatever. And it's, you know, Jimmy Stewart and Olivia de Havilland alongside Peter Lorre and whoever. Right. And it's. You know, bum, 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 bum. Well, I think as as their their revenue stream from movies is interrupted, especially like during COVID, but even as the evolution of entertainment happens, I think it will go back to some of those those interesting formats. Well, and some people can't survive without a visual element, and that's and I guess that's why I ask. Like, can could I think you get? I think you can. I think you can learn how to. Like, I probably would have never said I would have listened to podcasts originally. Right. Right. Uh, because they're boring. Like, I didn't ever like talk radio. I thought that shit was boring. And they, especially right-wing talk radio, because they yelled a lot. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm I, I'm not going to turn on the dial for someone to yell at my ass. Right. So. Yeah, um, my God. Yeah. And um, so I, I literally had to... Because someone said, well, have you listened to some podcasts? And I was like, no, I have not. And they're like, well, you have an app on your phone. All you do is click on them. And he was like, and, and, and I went on there and there. Back then it was kind of, um, well, actually it was through iTunes, I think. I went in and clicked on a few things and I listened to them with my computer. It wasn't till I used the app on my phone that I really got involved with them. When they did, when they made all these changes recently, they had a, like a whole separate podcast thing and then they had a, you know, iTunes and now it's just Apple Music. Right. And I think that podcast is a wing of that, but I don't know because I don't. Right. And I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I, I know the app, the app is pretty much just for podcasts, but once I and it may have always been that way, but once I realized it was that way and I could listen to it at the gym, which is where I first started listening to them. Right. 
Um, and t- I, I started listening to Tim Ferriss. That. Tim Ferriss was the one I really got involved with because he interviewed all the Silicon Valley, the fabulously wealthy people in Silicon Valley. And mm. and he he is funny and he's, uh, you know, to be successful, he's still self-deprecating and he enjoys his hosts. Um, and he knows a lot. I mean, he enjoys his guests, and he knows a lot of them. So they have funny stories from thing adventures that they've done and travels that they've done. So it's kind of like a personal. You feel like you're there just sitting having a beer with him, right? Kind of in a way. And sometimes he's got them, you know, in a sauna, then jumping into an ice bath, right. which makes for interesting conversation, when, especially if the guest is not used to that, <laughs> you know. So I just feel like, um, and he's he's a health health nut too so I, I feel like that that helps out a lot right. so he got me interested and I probably listened to 150 200 of his hmm. before I started listening to anybody else's interesting mm-hmm. see my 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 whole thing has only been since we started doing this right. and that's more just to see what they're doing with the mm-hmm. equipment and the mechanics versus the actual mm-hmm. content substance ideas settings I listen to a lot of political type commentators yeah but uh, you're into that that's what you, yeah, that's what you do Right, right. Yeah, I study uh, the citizen. Right, and and that helps out a lot because I don't have to read a bunch of texts because they have the authors on of those texts. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives me a general idea. Do I want to like explore that rabbit hole or explore that particular? Which is kind of nice, really. Yeah. But so okay, so then so. Like I said, it's increasing my understanding of the world and concepts that I care about. Right. All right, so that's the visual element to that, and the, like the radio drama broadcast. So then, if radio is absorbed by podcast and everything is through the internet or digital, and then you have whatever, I guess, a Spotify or an Apple that is the purveyor of multiple podcasts. So I guess those would be like your TV channels then, you know, or like your radio channels or whatever. You got your ABC or your NBC. Right. Like each, and I, I don't mean There this, are podcast networks, yeah, and I, like I, Vox. I, that's what I mean. I don't right. mean this in like a political way. I mean this in terms of solely in terms of making the analogy between the two mediums. Right, right. Um, you know, Spotify is WK whatever, and, you know, Apple is whatever, WNCT or whatever. But... There's not a lot of difference between the mediums, uh, the, the, the way they're processed, I think, by the human beings. I mean, you know, I push a button on my phone and it plays through my dash of my car. It's very much like a radio station. Right. Except it does not have com- – well, they do have commercials. Like, okay, and then – So there are, there are ad-based sites and then there are sites that you belong to that are – that you – you know, there's a paywall, and you you pay monthly to have access to those sites. Generally speaking, in the ones that I've heard, if they do any sort of endorsement or quick commercials, it's usually right in the front when they do the, you know, they'll do whatever intro. Hey, I'm so and so. This is my guest. That's what we talk about. Blah blah blah. Let's thank our sponsors. Da, 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 da. Well, yeah. So the ones that I listen to normally have a spot in the middle. Well, like a like a intermission. Like intermission. A okay. Yep. Right. And then they have uh, they. They have spots on the way out. On the ouch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because a lot of those guys. And some of them just do the beginning and intermission and no spots on the way out. Hmm. Yeah. Because I know like Rogan, whatever they'll do, you know, he'll get, they'll get to whatever point and they'll say, well, damn, you know, we've been at this two hours or three hours. We so got to talk to our sponsors. Let's, let's wrap it up. Well, I don't, oh, okay. I don't think Rogan. 
I don't know that Rogan hypes anybody like that at this point. I think he has an intro, he comes on, he counts it down, not unlike we did, and then they just go. Oh, okay. And that's it. Um, if and when he, he, at least the ones I've seen, he's never stopped or there's never been I would a, prefer not to use the advertisement model. Um, just for, you know, if we ever got popular, which I, I would find amazing, but it, I, I would... It, I would rather have it behind a paywall, where you have. Yeah, I want to get paid. I don't 20, want. Any, I don't want anyone else's help. 30, 30 minutes. You, you know, we have thirty minutes free, and then the rest of the hour is you have to pay to get it. Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, but no, no, man, I'm not hyping no Zygene or Chaga teas or LSD or any of that. I'm not doing that shit. Yeah, I, I think, you know, maybe in other parts of, of, of the business, you know, that we, we, we probably might do, we, we probably still will only hype what we do, like, and, and people will, will have a thousand true followers, right, you know, and maybe they'll, well, they'll send the us some be. money, and we'll, we'll probably do a Patreon um, by midsummer. You know, so people could, you know, if they want to give us $5 a month or $2 a month, then we will use what we can for um, for our processes and then we'll decide what we'll do with the, the rest. If there's any left over, we'll, we'll either split it up or we're done at a charity or we'll... I wonder if I'll ever be able to get podcasts to come in on my old ass radios that sound all broken and old that I really like. What radios? The ones you work with? Yeah, I got yeah, I got some at the house. Like you know, they're small antenna radios, but they sound they're old. They're all very old. No, you're not gonna. So they sound old. I just wish there was a, you know because those will never be Bluetooth. Well, why don't you make them Bluetooth? Well, I mean, uh, well, I don't know how one, but well, you could figure that out. I would I would like to conceive <laughs> of a, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure all the radio waves are bad for us, but I would like to conceive of a world where there would be a an actual genuine. Which I would like to do. That's what I was trying to do with Flytrap, but these fuckers. Why? Here. Why are you wedded to the radio wave? I think we've got to hang on to something from our past, and and I like the idea of the radio wave being the ultimate communicator in the in the sky. You know, that's it. it in the daytime, not so much, but at nighttime, you know, you get well, the... Well, that's the same thing as the Wi-Fi signal being transmitted by Elon Musk's well, satellites. But you know what? 5G's scrambling our brains because the lizard people are taking over now. There's no shit exists. And there's no lizard people with radio. There is no 5G. How do you know radio didn't start the lizard people? on their quest made them come out of the ground are, are you asking me this because you're part yeah. of the lizard people are you trying to throw me off the trail no i would be i would be palladian <laughs> I would be, <laughs> opposite but no I don't, I don't know i guess because to me the i guess the radio was the window to the rest of the world whereas now i suppose i guess the internet is the window to the rest of the world it's different now mm -hmm. and i just have a hard time letting go of that i guess well, you're romanticizing radio. Of course. Yeah. I mean, i got to romanticize something. Yeah, well, the, uh, you know, when you think about all the problems that radio had originally, not paying artists and... and uh, They still don't. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. still don't. But hell, neither does Spotify. Yeah, Spotify's worse, probably. A lot, uh, a lot of those places... And I can never remember, but it's... It's, it's pennies on the... A million streams is like a... A couple of hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, maybe, if that, something like that. Yeah, and we, we're not sure on that, so don't quote us on that. 
I mean, I can look it up if we um, really wanted to be particular, but I don't. It's not really all terribly relevant, other than to say that's great that if you have a streaming platform that you like for your podcast or this podcast. People have Patreons and these type of things. I think they have a more sustainable model. Yeah. So they didn't. They didn't. Radio people did not have that. Right. The ability to directly interact with their customers and, and get money from their customers. No, and then the idea of a musician, you think, well, why would you need a Patreon? Just make records and sell them. Well, if people don't like the fucking records, they're not going to buy them, and I'm not going to make money. Well, also, if, you're, if your style is very eclectic, then there might be only a few people. So I can't remember what this woman's name was, but she was on, I think she was on Ferris's podcast, and... She or maybe she was on somebody else's podcast, maybe Kara Swishers, but she was talking about how um, how she loved making music and she had a hard time making music because she had to work other jobs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so she had a hard time making music. So she started a Patreon account and now um, she makes way more than enough to live on and produce her albums and she makes music constantly so the fans actually get a lot more music out of her than, than and she got she has a lot more fans now right. because she closed her music down and you can't buy it from a record store right. you can only download it from her website her, yeah. which has got a paywall that's bought and, by and Patreon and that's the way it should be by the way yeah. did you just feel the entitlement walk out the door no no <laughs> Anyway, but I'm being a dick. Um, I know. I didn't get that. But, but no, you know, you're, but that's the way it should be. Like, so, you know, so we use um, Bandcamp because we can put whatever we want on Bandcamp, but Bandcamp mm -hmm. takes a fee. Then that money bounces down to PayPal. PayPal mm -hmm. takes a fee. Mm -hmm. Whereas, and this is the way I, I, I hope that we, it's funny because this is the way it now, was. Patreon takes a fee, but you can put a paywall on your website if you don't want to use she uses Patreon I think because they do they send a statement at the end of the year so you know exactly how tax. much you yeah, you, well, yeah. You can, I think you can get that with any of those other platforms they don't they don't give it to you willingly I think yeah. you have to go find it or ask no for no it, they but, probably even would give it to you willingly like PayPal or those but you also yo buddy there's a stop sign there yeah no shit yeah how's your cigar um so but that being said, doing the books for businesses like I have in the past, sometimes it's worth paying a little bit extra to get that right, accounting sure, in sure. the background. But I mean, yeah. if, if and this is what this was, <laughs> this was how it was in the '90s and the early aughts was, you didn't have social. You went to, you know, drbradfordgreeks.com, and if you had whatever your book was, whatever your thesis, okay, well. I'm going to send $20 to Dr. Griggs. And off there it went. And that was that. And then you got your book a couple weeks in the mail yep. later. But you got that money. I mean, you might have lost whatever banking fees or, or you right. know, whatever in transactional costs. But you got it. Yeah. Not, I still did. Not aggregators. And I mean, but, but I mean, I guess now it's more efficient because you have the aggregators and you're willing to pay the money for those people to do what their, the services are so doing. So the difference is I would also I would have a Patreon account, you know, that, that paywalled my extra stuff. Mm. And then I would have, I would still be selling a book, so I, they could still send me a thing on my website and they could get a book. So, and then I would probably um, have my book on Kindle, you mm. know, where I would get a lot more money because Kindle, the authors paid a lot more. Oh, okay. So, um, 
because <laughs> because the the processing there's not anything involved. I mean, right. you format the shit, you upload it to Amazon, and they send it to the Kindle. Could you imagine having a website nowadays and on your you know your merch or your contact page, you know, send check cash or money order, and then listing your PO box. Yeah, and that I mean that ensures at least that you get the entirety of your right of your due, but not necessarily. As soon as you deposit in that into a bank, you're paying bank fees. Well, yeah. So yeah, yeah, and and you know the the cool thing about Patreon or one of those particular, or even if you have a paywall on your, you always I go think crypto. Sam, I think Sam Harris has a paywall on his on his. Um, and I don't know how his RSS feed works from, I don't think he uses Patreon. I think Sam he has Harris a, is a name I've heard. Yeah, so I think he has a paywall on his uh, website that he controls. Right. So it's like part of Shopify or one of those. And so, uh, but still, I mean, he's still you're still paying an external company to right. do all the bank card fees, but it's a lot cheaper than using a bank card at right. a store where they charge you swipe fees. See, I don't think, I was just thinking now, like, Again, I don't know how Shopify and all that works. I know Samantha uses is it Zeal, Zell. Yeah, Zelly. Zell is 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 part of Wells Fargo. Okay, I think I have it on Bank of America, but I, I've never used it. I don't use that stuff. Um, but I don't think I can transfer. It's it's like Venmo. Yeah, I was just thinking because I was gonna like I said I, you could always use crypto. I use Venmo all the time to like pay my. Oh, I probably should pay him. Have people transfer you cryptocurrencies? No, I use it to pay my. They won't do that now because cryptocurrencies worth so much. But uh, yeah, I guess you have to have an aggregator for that that someone's gonna take a fee out of too. Yeah, yeah. Well, people are not gonna take the risk of moving large sums of money or any sum of money without getting you getting charged for it. There is. Well, I there thought that was the whole point. That was decentralized, so that you could make those big transactions and not be taxed or penalized or. I thought the whole idea you was just could, that there's a, there's a it's chain. It's just dangerous. Right. Well. It's dangerous for the person doing it. It's dangerous for the, which is the whole point of why it's it's ridiculous. And plus the idea that there's currency that's not linked to sovereignty w is a bogus concept. Hmm. And not to mention the Bitcoin that we have now. I, I just read an article recently, and I'm, you know, I need to look it up. I probably shouldn't repeat it, but they said that the uh, the amount of energy it takes to to mine the Bitcoin is the amount of energy Argentina uses in a year. Shoo. Because remember, to mine Bitcoin is highly energy intensive, a lot of, com yeah, a lot of computing power, power. Yeah. yeah, which is why it's so secure, right? But the idea that you've got a currency that's not linked to some kind of sovereignty is a very difficult concept for me because so much of currency is linked to sovereignty. It always has been. And, and wouldn't, hmm, I was trying to think of a way to make that work. Mm -hmm. I'll have to think on that. I will say, though, and I, I feel bad about the energy. I, I genuinely do feel bad about the energy production consumption. However, my meager $200 investment has grown two and a half times the size in only a handful of months where my stocks have taken forever. You have been invested in the wrong stocks. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not using anyone because I ain't got money to throw around. Like, I'm, I'm, going, I'm doing yeah. this myself, you know? Yeah. So, I put all my stocks in water and... and, and Those are all safe stocks. Municipal, municipal, 
bonds yeah, and well, stuff. Well, man, water's going to be the next great battle, man. There's not going to be enough of that. So look at here. Well, look at all this friggin' rain. We got all kinds of damn water. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. Down coast. <laughs> this is all going into the aquifer. Yeah, right. With all the salt and everyone else's doo-doo from all these septics that they keep putting in here. That is a terrible thought, but... No, it's true. Well, but the crypto, I, I just feel like... So, there, the whole notion behind crypto... Well, it, it is a transactional space, so it's not necessarily... I'm, I'm not sure if it's necessarily even supposed to have value. I guess it was supposed to have value in the beginning and when they first started it. But the idea, like, it's gold... Right. Right. And and eventually gold, you know, was the gold standard good for the population, right? Mm. You know, I don't know. Like, I don't like, know either. Right. Well, and if the system goes down, and I, I mean, you know, the larger... Right. In other words, if all the ledgers disappear, right, right, then it'll it's be all worthless. Worthless. Yeah. Right. And and yeah. you'll never get your money back. But that's that's probably not likely, right? right? I, I think the security of it is probably okay. It's the idea that it's not linked to sovereignty, and I think that it will be, and it could eat up the nation states because, like, if everybody was invested in crypto, and there's only so much crypto that can be mined right. physically because right. it's the way the blockchain is organized. There's there's only so much that can be mined, I right. guess. Now that was what they said. But maybe maybe that's changed, and there's an infinite amount of crypto that can be mined now. Well, I would think. I mean, I guess energy resources being the only holdback. There's there's always. An I mean, how much of our resources, energy resources, are going to use to keep the cryptocurrency alive? Right. Right, and because if we collapse it, then everybody loses all this money. But is it really worth the energy that we're using to create, to create it? it in the first place? Right, because it's different than gold. Because gold has no—I mean, I guess mining it would be. But the whole point is, with fiat currency, we've been able to have a decent life with fiat currency, even with the boom and bust of the business cycle, which existed before there was fiat currency anyway. I'm not against fiat currency. I am a. I will say because it can be manipulated to help the people. Right. I would. I don't know. The crypto thing. I don't know. I'm. I'm going to leave my little. A lot of people are very excited about it because they're like, "Fuck government! That we can have this crypto, and we're not. We don't have to be responsible to whatever, and we can hide the amount of money that it makes, so we don't have to pay taxes on it, and no government's going to get us." But look, they live in all these, all these places. Many of them where the governments are great they do what they're supposed to do they don't shit floating down their street right. you know and they're whining about taxes it just right. drives me crazy well here's the and our taxes are extremely low right now compared well, to other times in US history right and i'm not i'm not necessarily anti tax but well i know samantha I know. samantha gave me this thought the other day which i thought was good you go to work for somebody they cut you a check right the money that they're giving you they have paid or will pay taxes on. You get that money in your check. If you're a W-2, if you're 1099, I mean, you still ultimately pay. But the money that you're getting that came taxed from your employer, you're getting taxed on. Oh, yeah. Then you put it in a bank or you don't, and you may or may not incur bank fees. Then when you spend it, you're paying a tax to spend it. Mm -hmm. The person that you give it to is paying a tax to take it, Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. And I gotta say, every but every one of those levels requires government intervention. Sure, and and I gotta say, that's a little silly. 
I, I get. I, I'm not against. Again, I'm not against it. We've not really. Have if you the, you're assuming, it's just just to me. It seems like such it's a, a silly package. Concept. That your wages are a package. That the wages of the business are a package. That when you go buy something, that's a package. That's very capitalistic thinking. Um, that all of it's together. You're getting taxed on the services that that particular corporation has to use to create those wages. You're getting taxed on the particular services right. that the state has to provide you so your shit doesn't float down the street. Right, right. When you buy something, you're, they're getting taxed on that, or you're getting taxed on that particular thing for the privilege of having the lights, street lights on sure. in that shopping center. I'm wondering if there's a way for them to do something different. We could just have one, one payment. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, but that means that everybody has to make a lot more money. Hmm, that's true. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And it's a lot easier to take a little bit from everybody than it is for a massive Mac Daddy payment. Of, although... You could stutter um, it out. During, um, after World War II, the rich paid a 89% income tax. Well, that's good. I mean, that's a good 80% thing. 80% yeah, income tax, because someone had to pay for the war. So, but, the idea... The idea that the rich hasn't, haven't paid a ton of taxes in this country before and that they have to be free to invest and we can't tax them because if we tax them, then that that's all bullshit. I don't believe in supply-side economics except for as a tool to boost the economy if it's slumping. Right. I don't believe it should be a, a, an ideological you know, theory because it simply hasn't proven to be... Uh, you know that controllable once you set it loose right, or effective well, when I look at all these maniac like people that have made tons of money that do crazy stuff like right. Epstein and just other other crazy people that have way too much power if money is free speech then they have too much power they have mm. too much speech which means that we, we, we're screwing around with the ability for people to have, I don't know, a free kind of, they're, they have more liberty than, than the average person does. Right. Ability to provide, you know, changes in the state. Hey, it, and, is, it is literally a penny for your thoughts. Yeah. It's a dollar a thought. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, when the rich were taxed at 80%, uh, you know, uh, they they had less power. Now that's 80%, that's not their whole salary. That is after however many hundreds of thousands of dollars their tax debt right. at that rate. But what it was designed to do was put pump enough money into the government to um, pay for the war, the bonds on the war um, originally. And then of course later on it paid for social programs and it made the country super powerful and robust because the government was very powerful and strong and a lot less weak than it is today. Mm -hmm. Although we still have a pretty pretty powerful economy and government. Um, and I think, I think we're evolving, you know, everything has to evolve or it dies um, or it gets much worse. So I think we'll, we'll evolve into a different kind of governments. I think they'll probably, it'd be okay. Everybody could, you know, the rich could pay their 38% or whatever if they paid that on all their income. Instead and of having not, capital gains. Yeah, yeah, okay, right. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they so pay 15%. Of, right, 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 right. right. A, a, a consistent rate across all platforms versus a really high rate across the ones right. that or they have actually. hedge fund people that use carried interest and they don't pay any taxes. Right. You know, for a long, long time. Right. So 
they, and even if they did pay taxes, they still pay a, a very small percentage versus the 39% that they would pay if they had it as income. And fabulously wealthy people don't really have income. If you looked at Oprah's salary, like when she was working, I think her salary was in the $500,000 range. But her money was made in stocks and options and right. all the things that she got extra. Kind of like Michael Jordan yeah. made more money in endorsements than he actually did right. as a player. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, do, do, and you, so, do you use a tax professional for your taxes? Yes. I would assume so, yeah. Okay. I have I've too many. Mine, with, but I think this year I got to bite the bullet. With land, um, the land deals that my dad made that I lost money on when I sold them because of the amount of money he had paid gives me a deduction into the future. And so that's what I use. Okay. That particular. Yeah. No, uh, and it's a lot easier for them to do that than me. Plus, two different right. houses and the. the uh, you know, just, just like I said, I'm not yeah. trying to get deep. I just, I've always done mine online and this year I, I think I'm going to have to get. It's expensive. I think she charges me 300 bucks, but, um, ever since I've been using her, my, my, uh, what I get back is, is a pretty good more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just feel like it's, it's, it's more reasonable, but I still feel like I have to do a decent amount of work because I have to figure out all my medical bills. I have to mm. look and see how much money I've spent here or there, right. you know, and have a whole list of shit you got to do. Right. Um, it's not as bad right now. The standard deduction is higher, but I'm okay with them simplifying. The, I don't think we need a flat tax because I think that I wouldn't want a 38% flat tax on someone who makes $30,000 a year because oh, that's, that, that's, that's, you would ruin that's them. grub money. Yeah, you would ruin yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and that's the problem with the flat tax. It sounds really interesting, but that's why they didn't do it when they originally created income tax. That's why they came up with the graduated tax, because they knew the rich were going to have to pay for shit. Right. But they also strain the economy more than anybody else does. Well, somebody said it wasn't me, but I heard it one time. You either got to pay to educate them or pay to incarcerate them. It's your, your pick, your choice. Mm -hmm. So terrible as that sounds. Yeah, and you know, the public school, again, is something that's going to have to evolve. All the institutions, everything has to evolve, just like business has evolved, you know, for the internet age. Mm. You know, and the ones that don't, that's not to say that we don't need to have tradition, where we, we still might need to have a few little radio stations, you know what I mean? Um, you know. Well, and that, that, I guess that's kind of what I'm saying, the traditions that would carry on and incorporate you know, That's what, why I feel we still really need conservatives. Like, we need real conservatives, not, you know, lunatics. We need people that are actually really conservative, that they want small government. They want efficient government. My aunt's that way. Hmm. They want efficient government, you know. And there's nothing wrong with, it, with wanting that and to pushing on the other side to make sure that tax dollars are spent wisely. And, you know, uh, wisely knowing that like if a grant from the national science foundation that some things might fail we try a lot of different things and the government can absorb that better than a private entity can right. um you know and and the government has paid for a ton of inventions i mean the internet being one you know one the space space being another like all the technology that musk is using to build his stuff on um was you know, glean from work that other people had done previous to that, just like, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants kind right, of right. dealio, which is, I, I think Musk they, has said that, I, I think. Really, and I've said this to you before, I really think we need to focus on making a better commuter train system through this country. 
See ya. Oh, yeah. So that's what I think. I think a couple things that would really make a difference. I think that high-speed rail, uh, whatever that looks like, uh, would help out a lot so far as getting people, because people want to live out in the countryside now, you know, but they want to be able to get back to the uh, cities uh, without much. It's so much cheaper. It uses a hell of a lot less pollution. Right. Especially if we go to... Um, you know, sustainable rail systems. Some kind of, yeah. Yeah, and I just think it would get our population moving around a lot more. We'd have a less less polarization. Mm. We would be all over the place. Mm. Like, if I could take a train right now to various places, I, I would do it a lot more than flying. Such a friggin' hassle. Plus, you could fall out of the sky. Right. Um, well, I don't mind flying, but I but I prefer rail travel. I'm flying is fine. You know, so Elon says... Um, that Austin is going to be the biggest boom town of the next 50 years in American history. I agree. When I went to Austin, of course, I didn't have the greatest host. I was not that impressed. It's not to say that Austin's not a nice place. I just did not see. Well, it's already happening. I mean, all those, all those. I thought it already happened. Well, no, I think it's in the process of happening. As Musk, Musk, I don't think he's moved there yet, but as he moves his shit there, more people are going to move their stuff. There's a lot of desert around Austin, right? Isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken. Does it butt up against other towns? I don't know. I'm showing my lack of knowledge in Texas. Austin is sort of in central Texas, I think. So it's got a lot of room to grow. In between San Antonio and maybe... It is close to San Antonio, like an hour Is it Dallas away. or Houston? I can't remember. I don't, I don't remember the geography myself. Um, but the same thing that happened to Silicon Valley. You know, a few people move there, then more people move right. there. And, you know... I, don't, I just remember it being really big because at the time it was very popular because South by Southwest and South by Southwest got so big. And I remember when I went to L.A., this would have been 06, 05, 06, 06. Everybody else I knew was saying, no, man, you got to go to Texas. That's where it's at. You got to go to Austin. I don't want to go to Texas. I want to go to LA. It certainly has a great music. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what I've heard prior to COVID. That's what I've heard. I don't know if I feel that way, but I'm contrarian in that sense. Anyhow, that being said, (laughs) uh, somebody in the state government of Wyoming, I think, called Elon and asked Elon to move to Wyoming. To start a boom there? And bring stuff there because of, I guess, tax breaks and other different things. That Wyoming's it, beautiful. That it would be a much better place mm-hmm. for Elon to do what he wants to do than mm-hmm. Texas. I know that's where Kanye went. He went to Jackson Hole. I don't know that... Um, I, he wouldn't get as much attention in Wyoming. I don't know that he would like that. Maybe. See, uh, you but, know, I don't know him but very I, well. But. I, I don't know, but like somebody like that, a, a, you know, a big high-profile person like that doing something like oh, that. Oh, it would make but, a huge difference. Oh, yeah. And probably that's what needs to happen. We need boom towns in every – we need tech booms in every state. Like there needs to be like a tech area in every state. So it distributes those people out throughout right. the United States so right. they don't put such an environmental impact wherever right. they tend to congregate. Because look at how or just a, just that a, whole valley area around San Francisco and everything is just kind of overbuilt. Mm. Yeah. You know, where, whereas if, if it was the way it was in the 70s before Spread all that stuff out. happens and they had that had happened in the middle of Wyoming, you know, it would have been a nicer 
you know, it would have not had that, it wouldn't have damaged the ecology of Northern California like probably that, that tech boom did. Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. and I think them moving away, you know, uh, it'd be nice if they tore down their buildings and made it all natural again as they left. Right. But who knows what they'll do. But, you know, there's way too many people in San Francisco anyway for the infrastructure. Well, there's, also, yeah, there's way too many people in a lot of those places. San Diego as well. L.A. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, in Santa Monica alone, there's like nine million people. Yeah, and, and if you look, the the services just can't just the amount of homeless people shows that the services can't right. can't maintain. Right. Right. That the, the real estate prices are too high. But I mean but then again any population nowadays is gonna want to choose the better weather over people don't want to be up well, to their the ass gas, in and snow. And, and part of it California is they don't want to be in wildfires, which is probably why they're moving to Austin. Texas. Yeah, because that shit's already burned down. Well, isn't so Texas has no state income tax? Is that yes, right? that's probably part of it so as that's well. that's part of it. Um, Although state income tax is not a huge deal. You, probably if you have a big corporation like Musk does, he probably gets a deal from the uh, – the, uh, gets a deal from the, the state anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're talking about personal income tax. I don't know that they – that's such a minute part of your taxes. Because I I know Tennessee, that was when I was living there, everyone kept saying, oh, man, this is great. You know, no tax. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, I didn't give a shit. But um, I don't think about that. I would prefer states not to – not even to worry about that. Yeah, but you're going to get it somewhere in the the, the line. Right. You're getting taxed on that money Well, they do a – well, a lot of environmentalists would like a – you know, do away with all the sales tax and all that shit and just have a consumption tax. Hmm, yeah. so the more shit you buy or the more expensive shit you buy, the, the tax is just really high on products. But right. people think that'll mess up the economy. Like people won't want to buy shit as much. Although a lot of shit that's bought now is not, is, is people, imaginary. Nothing's going to stop people from buying what they want. Not as, long, not as long as you got these little pocket calculators telling you to keep doing what you're doing, you know? Well, I think as the stuff becomes more and more digitized, you're you're actually, other than keeping the power on, you're actually not buying anything but a code. Right. You know, that goes into your, once you buy your Xbox, then you're really not ever buying games anymore. Well, then you have no central ownership on anything. And if something was to go away, then that's that. Well, I paid for this. Huh? Yeah, well, we took it away. That's that. That's like um, Pro Tools, you know. They've got a, a subscription service now. So if I wanted to upgrade, every last one of those fuckers do that now. It, you know, I already paid three hundred or four hundred bucks for the software ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I own it. Now it's well, pay us thirty bucks a month. Well, why should I pay you thirty dollars a month for something I own? Yeah. Well, you don't. You want all the new shit? Well, yeah, but I own it. I the, bought it. From the you. difference is, is that they want that dollars coming in. It's much easier to run a business if you know you got thirty dollars coming in a month, Every month versus versus, a, yeah, versus right. just paying your one-time purchase. Yep, because people tend to stick with something they have. Uh, right. Yeah. Or you can do what Apple does and give all your updates for free, and then purposely slow your machines down and fuck them up so that people are forced into buying new ones. Mm-hmm. And then you then you always have a consistent income. You never have to worry about it. And well, they they own the App Store as well. So. Which is a, a, a very controversial thing right now. Um, yeah. Did you hear? Did you see where? Um, who's the Apple guy? Pete? No. 
I don't. I can see his face. The guy that runs Apple. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't think of him. I just heard his name yesterday. A couple Tim Cook. Yeah, Tim. Um, where he said some stuff about Facebook, like, and he basically said they needed to get their mess together. That uh, you know, some of the things that they were doing were were basically unethical. He never mentions them by name, but uh, you know. And I guess Zuckerberg said something about them originally. I'm not sure who started the, the peeing contest, but that's going to be an interesting one. Um, who cares? They're both idiots. And they're, and they're both Well, I don't know. I feel like my life ruining. is better having an iPhone. You do? Yeah, yeah. See, I don't. But I limit what my iPhone can do. Right. Which is why the podcast app coming on by itself irritates me right, because yeah. I want to be in control of it. I don't want it in control of me. Right. It's like everything, I have no notifications but that, but that other is, than text. Yeah, but that is the battle of now. You, We want to be in control of it and not it in control of us. And well, you have to make... The problem is it's so split up. You know, you can't just be in control of your phone. Like, because every time you put a new app, you got to go in and make the settings for it because right. you got to make sure it right. doesn't... Right. You know, be nice if you could harass have a thing. the shit out of me in the middle of the night. Right. You could have like a blanket thing on your just your main set. Anything I download, set it to this as a default. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good app for somebody to make. Because Jesus Christ, you got to spend 10 minutes just setting your defaults yeah. bef- before you can even enjoy the And then thing. sometimes when it's updated, they'll all go back to a standard. Right. Yeah. And then you got to go in and do it again. They should be able to over- override But all I that. feel like I really like the power of being able to look stuff up. Like when I'm in an argument with someone, you don't think it takes away from memory. From I don't think there's enough. I don't think there's enough memory space for us to remember everything we need. No, to no, know. that I agree with that. I understand, but I mean, you don't think it like basic stuff, stuff that you knew, and then you think, oh man, I knew that. I got, let me look it up. I think that happens anyway. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think I remember more now because of the ability of technology to expose me to more. Okay. I feel like I've smoked away all my short-term memory. Well, I so just I, couldn't remember Tim Cook's name, and you right. did. So I, I can pull, I can pull pockets yeah. here and there. Yeah, yeah. But, but for the most part, I don't think it's old age. I guess I don't think digital digitalism has helped my memory in any way. Well, I just I, I think it's I, I think we don't have a we don't have a base, so we can't you can't say that really because you don't have a base. Mm-hmm. Your ability to access information in the last 20 years has exponentially changed. We don't have what your memory was 20 years ago. Plus, we don't know what age has done to it and assorted fundamentals that you love. Sure. Right? (laughs) So, um, we don't have, like, you know, the ability to... So, you're immersed in your life making that statement... But you also have the ability to use your technology. Right. Right. And so you don't really know. Maybe you know it 10 times more than you would have without the technology. But because you have the technology, you're taking it for granted. You assumed that your memory sucks now. Plus, your memory gets worse when you get older anyway. I know. I guess if you look at Internet or the ability to look things up as a collective memory, you know, like when you're in a group of friends and someone tells a story about something that happened, you think, Oh, yeah, that did happen. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. But now that you say it, I guess it's an equivalent. Now, I think there's noise. So what you might be referring to is noise. So there's a lot of noise right. in, on the Internet, which means there's a lot of stuff that 
if we could do away with bots, it would be the best thing we could do. It's like if we had something that would go on the internet and eat bots, right, and just make them go away. Like if, because there would be if human beings had to make a lot of the trash, right. they wouldn't do it because they just wouldn't take the time to do it. They don't, we won't make enough money. But because it's a program doing it. Um, but just all the extra noise, your, your critical thinking skills, one of the things that, that, that schools need to do is really work on critical thinking skills around media literacy hmm. and uh, media understanding because everything that's come through online is something you have not experienced directly, which means it's mediated, which is why it's called media. And, and uh, a lot of it has to be qualified. Well, that's why I was to fact based, truth based, yeah. whatever, and that takes time to do that. Man, I'm dropping everything out of these pockets. I don't know. Holy smokes. That takes time to do that, and without practice, you tend to, um, and schools are doing some of that, but I think that's, that's something that really, you know, right. my cousin gave me a quote from something the other night and he was using uh, he just because he got it on the internet he was reading and I'm like what is your source and it was like the the Peruvian times or something like that I was like I was like well that could be a valid source but let's go how many how many sources can you come up with that say the same thing mm, right and are any of them like fact checking type sources so have you gone to PolitiFact Snopes you know what we were arguing over congressional um retirements hmm, okay that's why i think i like now i didn't understand all of what lanier jaron lanier had to say about it but that's basically what his whole thing with the internet was was they wanted to create basically a blockchain for the in the original early days that's what they were aiming to do was so that everything would go back to where it came from so that you could always and that's what a blockchain is right you could yeah. always find the original mm -hmm. piece the citation and always go back so that you knew it was that's what knowledge is right where it came from right. what had happened that's why we use sites in our papers but they said people you got could, go, go ahead, ahead. just the oh, people so got, the, go, that, got over ambitious they wanted to make money they wanted their right and that's when things got so the so that's so interesting because when i think about the blockchain it is an epistemic It's epistemic, which means that it um, it's epistemological, right? It goes back to well, I guess it's not epistem epistemology is the study of knowledge. So, but when I think about it, is a type of chain. Well, it's called a blockchain. Well, shit, no, no shit. But I was thinking about the way sites are in in academia. You know how we put sites at the end of everything to make sure that people know that it came from there and right. then those sites came from somewhere else and then those sites came from somewhere else and it's a lineage of knowledge right right it's kind of what the blockchain is it's a lineage of locations right, right? and um and then the, the, i think that's his, super interesting with his idea with it was that if you were to do that than every person who had contributed or forwarded or you know whatever that there it'd be like a I don't know, on some sense it almost seems like a pyramid scheme in a sense but like actual like an actual legitimate that's what knowledge is but okay, where you know okay so you see something and or you, you know you create a document and whatever so then 
you get micropayments for having done that and contributed that. Then I take that document and I cite it, share it, and whatever. So then you get micropayments because I did it, and then those are smart contracts. I get micropayments because yeah. I did, and then mm -hmm. someone pick Joey picks off of me. So then we all get, yeah. And then there's always a chain of, okay, this came from here to here to here. Well, this meme that we think is well, that's where it's so it, it got value because those locations are scarce is that how it got value i can't remember how it got because when i first bought it it was six cents a share okay he, he speaks so far over my head in those books of his that i read where he details when all i this. first started looking at it and it was really precarious because you had to you had to somehow get it buy it off the blockchain and then get it to your wallet which was on your personal computer and just like me i lost my damn flash drive that had it on it mm -hmm. like eventually the computer dies and you drag it onto a flash drive and then you can't find the flash drive anymore so which is why it's a lot like gold mm -hmm. like can and you can't really know where that location is unless you have the wallet that shows it right and which yeah, well, is worse is the value of it because there's only that one location right and wallet addresses are can be very complicated if you and don't. And a coin is the space on the blockchain. Right. Yeah. 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 But that, I, mean, I wish I'd have bought. I mean, I, there there was a place in in New Jersey where you could get a pizza for fifteen hundred blockchain. Whoever that dude is now, I mean, fifteen hundred bitcoins. Right. Right. Whoever that dude is now, he is fabulously wealthy. Of course. Yeah, because he did that. But again, you know, if that collapses there's no state to bail that out sure right. there's no fdic or right. whatever right. um and also suppose we move to a non-scarce economic system will it have value just because it's scarce right so Bl blockchain having value in a non-scarce right N not necessarily but just the idea of a blockchain yeah hmm well because scarcity is 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 the value of a fact the 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 power that it's scarce right i know right. i guess I, I guess i look at the i mean we're that's very we're way into yeah but i know i guess theory. i look at the product as being scarce but the the process being the, the blockchain is the process that we have a way of tracking you know at least for you and i because and well and joey because he majored in english but the only reason why it's $40,000 a coin right now is because it's scarce. Like, they can only manufacture enough right. well, and, for and then people to... Freaking Elon dumped whatever he dumped into it. Like Okay, like last night, a guy sent and me... And then took out. Right. Yeah, he dumped in, and then it went up so much, but because he had put so much money in it, it came back up. Right, and then he... Anyway. I'm scared. Someone said it's going to be $100,000 by the end of the year i'm scared to put money in it it's so high when it was five thousand dollars i should have dumped money in it then if it'll be a hundred thousand dollars at the end of the year that'd be fine with me because then i can you know i can pull out get my money and use it where i where i right. need it which is buying equipment that i don't need and do buying, you have robin hood is that the way you do it robin Hood. i use gemini as okay. my bank if you will right and they have an ability to match bitcoin yeah and, and so i can go through them and like take money out of my bank account send it into whatever crypto and can I you want. buy stocks too uh not through gemini i i do stocks through do you have a retirement portfolio what's retirement 
like when you stop working? You Retirement portfolio. My generations, me stop working. Oh yeah, it'll never happen. We'll, well never, we'll never see that. Well, maybe because you don't want to stop working, but I think you will see that. Oh, I, I would, I would quit working right now if I could, but I can't. Yeah. So this no, is, well, you will not quit working that's because you'll. So I can choose whichever. Right. You know, and I have all. So all it's I just is, Bitcoin. Mm-hmm, all I have is Bitcoin and Litecoin right now. Okay. And like I say, my. Yeah, I was really upset that Ripple, the Ripple network, kind of crapped out and like the ripple stuff is not worth as but i use is it i use coinbase merrill lynch yeah for your 401k yeah they have a program through bank of america so i set up that and then i took whatever a couple hundred dollars bought some stocks and then i just let them sit do you do you invest every month and oh, i'm not consistent a 401k not con- no 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 not do at that all. i have no retirement in that respect you need to no. do that yeah in fact every 401k i ever had i emptied out yeah, so you need to do that. And stop ending them out. Well, they're, if, I mean, if I'm not going to stick with a job, then I don't see the point. Yeah, well, they don't really matter. You just can, you, once you start a new job, then it starts filling yeah, it back up again. Right, but I stopped having jobs that offer that when I went to work for her dad. Well, you can have a private one. Right, but then I got to take money that I need in the now, right now. That's true. And that's, and that, but, but see, an extra $100. Sure, a I understand month, that. You can afford that. Well, I can afford it on a non consistent basis. That's fine. You know, but like that's the thing. Until until the car payment and the student loans are gone, I don't really have much in the way of free free income. And I think a lot of people, regardless of age, I think that, a lot of people true. are like yeah. that. You know, they just don't. Well, there's the robust. That's that's what people are saying. Like it somehow we have to create, create robust systems where young people will be able to retire at 70. Right. You know what I mean, or yeah. whatever, or 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 and have a good life. While they're living. So you don't want to just retire and have a good life. You want to have a good life while you're living because, shit, it's not worth I mean, people drop dead right after they retire sometimes. That's a damn shame. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think as my generation especially and probably younger people too, I think it's the Mm -hmm. idea of I I don't want to save for a time when I might Mm -hmm. not be able, when I'm more than able now. My uncle's been retired longer than he worked. Hmm. And he has never had a job. Right. But he had a good retirement because right. he was a colonel in the Marine Corps. Oh. But um, so, but I don't know that I could. I, I will always piddle with something that <laughs> sure. will be considered a job. Right. right. No, right. No. Yeah. And, and, yeah. I, and I probably do the same thing. But, yeah, I mean, if I didn't have to get up Monday through Friday and go be, you know, Emerald Isle's electric bitch, <laughs> then, <laughs> you know, that would be fine. Oh, with, that was lovely. Fine with me, you know. Um even though I, I, I need to have you come in and put a light in my. Speaking of being electric bitches, that's fine. Yeah, I'm just here to brighten uh, people's day. Uh, no. yeah. <laughs> mm. But but I really believe that. But but young people like you have got to demand that from the system. Like right. and, and I think part of when you guys when your voices come together, it's very powerful and strong. You know, and I think. Uh, I think people hear it, but we certainly can do it. There's, you know, in our, our system certainly exists and, and has the functionality to do it. Like, it's not that broken. Right. Well, I, I mean, I, we could have universal health care, no problem, because Medicare works great. I think if more young folk were not pocket computer or armchair politicians or uh, rebels or revolutionists, 
if they actually got out and applied in 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 mass, like you're saying, co- mm-hmm. collective voice. They need to do it locally, like that is our politics are designed like the fact that Donald Trump was elected president for the last four years has not changed my. It made my blood pressure go up, but it hasn't really changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like in most people's lives, it has not changed. Mm-hmm. But changing a local law can sear, can put people out of business, right? right? Or and can also change. I mean, just like Cooper's law, closing down the the bars instead of just closing them at nine o'clock, closing them right. completely down, right? right. And right. so not that hurts. Yeah, yeah, and so those local politics and that's statewide, which is even more diluted. Then say, oh, I think of the, uh, and maybe we mentioned it before, but the offshore drilling here. And, you know, there was a bunch of people here for offshore drilling. When they talked about drilling over here, everybody, everybody turned, yeah, turned blue yeah. and then yeah, yeah, ran down there and said, change their minds. So local politics is much more beneficial that that people get involved in local politics because it really affects their lives instantly in some cases. Well, and then they hopefully are able to piece together like you want your schools to look different don't bitch about it on a national level go to school board meetings right they're the most fucking boring things ever but sit through those and the more people you have in there because guess what even if you don't have a kid retired people are paying the same amount that someone is with the kids Mm -hmm. you know they're paying for that ability to have a robust society around them and and you know kids that grow up that aren't ridiculously you know, unintelligent or whatever, and 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 can keep their economy going in their small towns or even in their vacation towns, like what is here. And but they've got a vested interest. They're a, they're a uh, a uh, you know a, not a shareholder, a stakeholder in in the lives of their community, right? Mm. Even if they don't have kids. But go to a school board. You want better schools, go to school board meetings. Right. And see what they're having to deal with, you know, when they're – go volunteer at your local high school, you know, to do something. Or your local elementary school. Elementary school always needs help reading to the kids or just being an extra body there to, you know, to answer questions or whatever. Help uh, some of those poor, overcrowded classrooms. Yeah. I mean, well, and, and if enough taxpayers go in there and see those overcrowded classrooms, they'll no longer be overcrowded. Right. Because they'll be at their school board meeting saying, look, we need to do that. And when a bond comes through to build another school, they're not going to be like, well, I don't have kids in school. They're going to be like, well, I know this helps my community out so much to have a really good education system around. So let's go ahead and spend this little bit of extra money because it's not going to make that much difference in my pocketbook because I'm, you know, especially some of the places around here where the, the retirement income is so high, right. you know, and that they, that, that, but they'll be involved and, and they'll well, feel better about their community. You got to value educators as educators, not babysitters, and you have to value them fiscally. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, there's no excuse for the teacher pay pro, in most pro, states. Pro athletes it's are, ridiculous. are this thing and that thing, and they're making basanka money. And I know that, you know, Mrs. Simmons, who teaches seventh grade math over at Lawndale, is not going to be getting endorsed by Gatorade anytime soon. But Mrs. Simmons deserves to make a living wage where she can actually right. do what she's got to do. she does not have to worry about and, and, her power bill right, and be or res- whatever. Or a car as a yes. educator versus someone who's just there and to look after her. And when you, do, when you pay educators better, it makes society better. Literally... 
there are so many countries that value their educators and treat them extremely well, and their society seems to be benefit from it, you know. So I just feel like that that that's a no-brainer, like, like. Um, and, and people say that some of it links back to the, the fact that um, that teachers work. They don't work a complete year. Um, some of it links to the fact that uh, majority of teachers are women, you know, and, and things like that. Uh, and started off as women. That's the difference between college professors being paid a living wage, which they are, versus because most of those are men. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the public school system and, and private school system teachers are women. So uh, maybe it has to do with that particular dichotomy I, between honestly, pay in, between in, men in and women. In today's world, I, I would think it would be almost impossible to be a man and be a teacher of any, of any age group that's not collegiate. Because I, I, I can't even imagine the flack that, for, like in terms of discipline or even if you're the most gentle, well-spoken, direct I could totally see somebody's parent, you know, flipping out about how an adult male would teach their young Actually, boy they or girl. think it's funny. Um, they think it's it's elementary is where that stigma exists. Like if you're a man elementary teacher and you're not a PE, right. um, that causes problems. But in high school, in general, they'd rather have a male teacher. Right. It's just so uh, weird. Uh, because they feel like it's they're, they're stronger and they'll be better disciplined and they'll be whatever, which is not necessarily true. But, uh, yeah, schooling is an interesting topic, and we probably should get on that when we have Joey here because he'll have, you know, uh, another, another side to that. Right. Um, you know, as they'll probably be future parents, I would imagine. Um, Joey says he doesn't. Now, of course... So can change, but Joey says he doesn't want kids. But I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Deidre, I never wanted kids myself. Deidre's um, fit for having children. I I can hardly keep from killing my dog, so I, you know, he's lucky. He's lasted twelve and a half years. Uh, I was thinking about that last night or yesterday when he peed on the floor in front of me because I forgot to take him out. My fault, but it's never the dog's fault. Mm-mm. It's always the owner's fault. Yep. And uh, but sometimes I think he does things spitefully, like he uh, even though he has a dime-sized brain, I feel like sometimes it's, it's all spite. <laughs> but maybe not. I'll show and, you, Brad. I know, I know. So I'm ready to have a harem. I'd like to have like 12 or 13 illegitimate kids. Oh my lord! Yeah, that's right. You started. Isn't that terrible? I, I don't. I don't mean that. I shouldn't. Say no, that. because you'll have to change a lot of light bulbs to damn. I shouldn't pay say for that. all them. Well, I know a lot of parents that got away with having a lot of kids, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I would not call those people great by any means. No, and that's <laughs> why I think with overpopulation and just the fact that first world children, you know, draw way too many resources than just the average probably person the average which is really low if we're talking about in population of the, the rest of the world's uh, kids um, that select selection and decision to have a child is really really important the time that you have the child um, you know that kind of stuff so 
I really believe that people need to think about that. And they have the tools to do that now. Now, right. Yeah, yeah they have the tools to do that now. And there's no reason. And, and we really don't have a population problem in the United States. Any, if anything, we have a declining population. Without immigration, we would have a negative population rate. So right. we may even have a negative population rate without with immigrants. So um, that's not as much of a problem here as it is some other first world countries. Uh, right. But it, because in general, first world countries, women don't want to have as many kids. So uh, they don't. Well, not anymore, especially because of gaining, you know, uh, women's independence, you know, respect of women's space. And they don't, they want to work and do other things right. and they don't necessarily want to. They have goals too. Um, and if you've got, Interest. You know, three or four kids, you've got to, they, there has to be someone around to make sure there's not complete chaos. Right. Um, and in Scandinavian countries, you know, that guy is a lot, sometimes that guy's a man. You know, that guy's the man. The sure. woman does the yeah. thing and the man stays home. So. Right. Well, are we running out of time? No. No. Oh, the, wow. the battery on this is doing really well, actually. That's great. How long have we been talking? Hour 23. So we probably should wrap it up in the... Next we can't. Yeah, I got ten I, minutes. I got. Yeah, because you got anyway. duties. Well, I got to. I got to go to the damn bathroom. Oh, and it's locked. They're still locking it here. Does Carmen the only one that has the key? No, they can unlock it. Just a little dark. You you want to go and you want to pause it and then go or no? Just, we'll what, finish up because this this okay. chick just got back from driving around somewhere. Yeah, she's the one that she's the she's the one that will unlock it for you because well, I had him do it for me yesterday. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Tell me you won't make it home. <laughs> make it home oh no all right well then since we're this far in yes well we appreciate everybody listening to us just keith and i uh the twins of uh of chaos and mayhem and mayhem yes and we will be uh back again prospectively next next week week. yeah we'll see i hope Yep. well i mean we'll be here we'll see about joey Yeah. All right. That's that one.